found it. This is the Tidbits Podcast with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We're so glad you're here. Enjoy the show. It is a Tuesday edition of Tidbits. This is the 25th day of the month of July. As we say, good morning to Dolly Parton and Matthew Paul. <laughs> yes, good morning. He's got his Dolly Parton shirt on. Yes, I do. From his visit down south. Actually, my daughter got me this for Christmas. Is that or, right? My birthday, one of the two, yeah. What a nice gift. We um, we had plans to go to Dollywood, actually go to uh, Gatlinburg Pigeon Forge right after school got out. And um, it didn't didn't pan out. So... Anyway, we were. She has one. I have one. We were going to wear them together in Dollywood. Um, we had plans, but they just uh, didn't work out. So I'm I'm rocking it today anyway because it just uh, it it feels right today. Okay, good to see you wearing Dolly. This a um, recent study because we've talked about this on this program. Intermittent fasting. Yeah, yeah. This says it may actually cause uh, may actually be unhealthy course everything you know after you've done it a while hey this ain't working hey wait a minute (laughs) says there were 963 new cases of type 2 diabetes among those participants during the study how many did it in total well i don't know no says people who ate regularly ate breakfast at 9 a.m they had a 59 percent higher rate of type 2 diabetes than those who ate breakfast before eight Skipping breakfast increased the risk of type 2 diabetes as well. <laughs> Another behavior that seemed to increase the risk of type 2 diabetes was regularly having a late dinner. Yeah. Conversely, eating more often during the day, about five times throughout the day, lowered the risk of the disease. Wow. Prolonged fasting seemed to be beneficial only when it was done by having breakfast before 8 a.m. and having an early dinner, which I've done that. All my life. And look at you. Yeah, look at me. You are like chiseled picture, out of marble. Picture of health. <laughs> so, I did. Again, they said basically you eat before X o'clock. Right. Well, it's... With that there, There's different versions yeah. of it, though. You know, there's like... There's so many. You have eight hours where you eat whatever you want, and then another, you know... I don't, dude, I don't know. It's, it's just weird. Yeah. yeah. I'd like to know how many people were in this study. Yeah. If there were like a thousand, that's not so good. No, it's not. <laughs> but if they're like, you know, two million, then yeah. okay, so let's settle down. <laughs> so I, it doesn't say. So maybe that's from the New York Post. Maybe you can see how many. Because if it was a thousand, that's a, those are terrible odds. 963 new cases. Okay. All right. Uh, track the eating habits of more than 103,300 adults. Okay. 79% of whom were women. Okay. So you didn't say that in this either. No. And out of those over 103,000, 963 new cases of type 2 diabetes. Okay. So what is that? I don't know. Beats me. Okay. I'm not doing that math. I have a rule. (laughs) 
Someone do that math. We've already we've already looked silly enough. <laughs> What's on this program? <laughs> what percentage of one hundred three thousand is nine hundred sixty three? Someone okay. do that math. Give us a text. Right. Let us know because uh, we have a rule. We're not doing math on the air anymore. We've <laughs> <laughs> bad things. We've happen. had egg in our face many times <laughs> doing math. <laughs> But uh, someone do that that percentage for us. Okay. Thanks. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Appreciate your help. Here's a video posted to social media. <laughs> it shows a grizzly bear tearing apart the interior of a woman's car in Lake Tahoe. Gosh. A woman named Alejandra shows the bear chewing away at the upholstery of her vehicle while she narrates, yeah, there's my car with a bear inside of it. <laughs> the police eventually arrived using rope to open the doors and managed to scare the bear out of the car. Afterwards, Alejandra began to film the inside of her now bear-free car, which was in complete shambles. The insides of both doors ripped up. <laughs> you know this from the Allstate commercial. When he comes out of the woods, he's just had the best <laughs> nap of his life. And he's carrying a fish. Yes. Obvious damage in the seats and steering wheel. The end of the video even featured her friend cleaning out the back seat in an attempt to rid it of bear poop. Miraculously, Alejandra was still apparently able to drive the car home to Bay, the uh, Bay Area from Tahoe. <laughs> I just see this car in just shambles. So how did it get in there? Did she leave it? I mean, how did it get in there? I don't know. It seems weird that bears get in and then they can't get out. Because I'm looking at it and yeah. her car is like... The driver's side window is up. All the windows okay. are up that I can see. Right. And yeah, he's tearing it up. I mean, he is absolutely tearing this, this car up. It's like a dog when yeah. they get a hold of You know what I mean? <laughs> and they just do whatever they can to destroy it. It's it's like that. And I, I know for a fact, uh, I had two dogs one time. And one never was a, a dog that would tear stuff up. The other was. Yeah. And uh, they thought. I was gone. Okay, I left. Yeah. You know. And when I came back in, and it wasn't gone that long, there they both are, up on the couch, ripping out the, the stuffing. Both. <laughs> and it's like... <laughs> uh, doesn't... Uh, dogs can be a real pain. <laughs> you know, it's just... Uh, <laughs> they really can. Especially when they're when they're at that age where it's like... They they just they chew everything. Yeah. Or soon, you know, and if you put a video up, I'm sure you'll see it. You know, as soon as that door, they hear it. My grandmother had a dog, and she'd tell it, "Stay off my bed." Yeah. Okay, she's going to the bathroom. Right. As soon as he heard the door close to the bathroom, bam, he's in there on the rolling around on it. He's rolling <laughs> all over. Okay. I'll show you, old lady. <laughs> And as soon as he heard the door, he'd get to, like he did nothing. Okay? <laughs> of course, I never told her right. he was doing it, but uh, I was very amused, you know. Because he had this hair, you know, and it was all standing up, you know, his eyebrows yeah. from rolling around on his So he looked different when she came back. Okay? It's, <laughs> That's funny. So bears are just like big dogs. Really. It kind of seems yeah. like it, except more dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> using a rope to open the door somebody's got to get up there and attach it yeah <laughs> i mean it's it's still i mean it's it's in the car it's like there's yeah. glass windows up so 
but who knows what he's going to do if he sees you out there. Yeah. Does it appear to be a pretty good-sized bear? Or? Um, yeah. I mean, it's not like the grizzly and revenant by any chance. You know, I mean, it's not like that. <laughs> that thing's huge. <laughs> it's not like it's not like that bear is in there. I mean, it's you know, it's a bear. It's okay. you know, however big a bear is. You know, the Allstate commercial. He rips the door off. Oh, you okay. Know. <laughs> and eats uh, you know wiener buns. <laughs> wiener buns. All right, let's look it up. Average-sized black bear. Okay, how, how, how big is that? All right. <laughs> Adult female bears called sows. Did you know that? No, I didn't. I didn't either. Um, weigh about 175 pounds. Really? About, okay, adult male bears called boars. Okay. Weigh around 400 pounds. Wow, that's a big difference. Black bears about three feet high when standing on all four and five to seven feet tall when standing upright. Wow. I would say this one was more... The 175 okay. range. Okay. You know what I mean? It's from what I can tell, I don't think right. there's a 400 pound bear inside this car. <laughs> the smaller end yeah. of the black yeah. bear. All right. Thank you, Matthew, for your research. It is 631. <laughs> <laughs> Tidbits returns after this. This is Tidbits. It is a Tuesday edition of Tidbits. As mentioned, 59, a little fog out there. And, uh, of course, that's been the norm, really, for the last few weeks. Kind of a uh, moist start. Yeah. Here's a guy from Boston charged with attacking a 59-year-old woman who accused, he accused of not saying good morning. I'm sorry, <laughs> what? Yeah. Seriously? He attacked her because she did not say good morning to him. Ian Atkinson is accused of punching her. Officials said that before the attack, Atkin, he cursed the woman for not greeting him as she watered her lawn. Then suddenly, fearful because of the aggressive nature of Atkinson's remark, she started filming him with her cell phone. That always makes you even more angry if you're pursuing <laughs> someone. But wouldn't, wouldn't you at that point, like, chill out? I mean... Well, you would think. But it doesn't seem to work. Yeah. Then he began to punch her when she had the cell phone. Home surveillance footage shows the woman was punched at least seven times in the noggin. Jeez. Before being taken to the hospital where doctors determined she had a fractured nose and hemorrhage to her left eye. Gosh. All over not saying good morning. It, it, okay, I'm, I'm devil's advocate here. It feels like there's more to this story than just, I was watering my lawn and... <laughs> He just started yelling at me. You know, I mean, it, maybe that was the case, but, you know, it kind of feels like we're not getting the whole thing here. I'm on the other side of this thinking that if you just voluntarily say hello to someone, that may rile them. So you stay to yourself, you water your lawn, and you keep eye contact at the grass. You don't make eye contact with them. Just keep watering. <laughs> and if you're, you know, if you get the hose, spray the guy. Okay, right. you know, I don't know. There's, there's probably more to it. There has to be. You know, there, there has to be. Just for him to fly off the handle, right? With not getting a good morning, you know. <laughs> but maybe, you know. I wish I could do a better Boston accent because I mean, you know, <laughs> why are you ignoring me? You know, it's like. 
I don't. Uh, yeah, I we never know the the true gist of these. Right. We just get the, you know, the good stuff that yeah. we pass along. Yeah. Boy, if you're if you're a person that likes marijuana, this would be a treat for you. Well, <laughs> a large quantity of loose, unpacked marijuana washed up on the sands of Florida's Neptune Beach. Wow. Police believe the weed was likely being transported by sea when it somehow broke open and separated. Under current Florida law, it is illegal to grow or possess cannabis without a medical marijuana card. Hmm. But if you're on the beach, you're, oh, you're wanting to chill out. <laughs> Look at that. Now, to me, I think it was seaweed. Oh, for sure, yeah. You know, I wouldn't think anything too. of it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but, hey, uh, man, you know what this is? <laughs> Groovy. <laughs> I guess you just go up, you know, start your bonfire. So I you start your bonfire. <laughs> you know, hey guys. <laughs> um, so does does the does the salt water like does it ruin See, it? I don't know. You know, does it you know. dilute it or does it? Oh man, that enhances it. <laughs> That's probably what some stoner <laughs> would say. That you know, always some reason oh, that yeah. makes it yeah. better. Yeah, man. Yeah. The, 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 <laughs> The pH, you know, it makes it all, it just enhances it, man. So maybe they had a great party. Beach blanket bingo. Mm. And then a boater, you know, out there on your boat, found 70 pounds of cocaine. What? <laughs> in the Florida Keys. Jeez. The drugs had a colorful picture of a butterfly on each of the one of the uh, 25 packages. <laughs> well, you got to you gotta do some branding on these things, I guess, right? <laughs> Officials said the drugs have an estimated street value of $1.1 Now, if you found that out there on your boat, you'd have to get the nerves. You know, you found yeah, this. Yeah, you would think so. So you're not going to keep it. Right. Okay, you know, it's you're going to call the authorities because yeah. you got the nerves. Yeah. Border Patrol sees that cocaine. <laughs> and then do they really believe you? Hey, I found this. <laughs> yeah, you know. I, you know, you would think so. I mean, honestly. I mean, you're, if you're, you're on a boat in, and you're touring, you, know. you, you would think that they would not, you know. <laughs> and how's know. this float? What makes it float? It seems like it'd sink. I don't, I don't know. It's, that's a whole different, that's like a whole law of physics thing. Okay. Right? And we're not good at that either. Buoyancy and displacement, all that stuff. Did so. we ever get statistics on that? Yeah, no, no one, no one ever no one. Us. See, no one no. wants to step forward <laughs> and risk ridicule <laughs> like we get. We need to know what percentage 968 right. is of 103,000. All right, let's make this easy. Right. I'm going to try this. Okay. okay. <laughs> let's up that number to 1,000. To 1,000. And use 100,000. Okay. What is 1,000 of 100,000? All right. Someone do that math for us and give us a text. Okay. 1,000 of 10,000 would be 1% or 10%. See? So 10%. <laughs> so if you go that, take that up to 100,000, wouldn't that be 1% of the participants? Roughly? Would it? I'm just throwing that out there, folks. I'm risking ridicule. All right, because, you know, I'm, I'm going back to my basic math skills. Right. I'm rounding off to 1,000, and we're rounding back to 100,000. Ask, ask Alexa. All right, maybe I'll do that. Maybe All I'll right, ask, here we go. Maybe I'll ask She'll Siri. tell us. She's smart. All right, someone All says, right. yeah, point, point zero one percent. Yeah. So, I mean, you're talking, that's not a, a large percentage of the participants then. 
What percentage of 103,000 is 968? The answer is approximately 0.9398%. All right. So less than 1% of... Well, no, she says it's that, 0.93. 0.93. Yeah. But that'd be less than a percent, wouldn't it? Yeah. Less than 1%. Yeah. So, I mean, if you look at that, that... Isn't that just kind of a natural occurrence that someone in that study would just develop that anyway? You know, I, I don't know. I, I mean, mean, that's a pretty small percent. And there's a lot of other factors that go into you developing type yeah, 2 diabetes, right? right? I you mean, know, yeah. So anyway, I mean, if you look at that and that many people, I guess it's not that large. Here's a, this story here is just one of those. It's like, wow, a driver in Baton Rouge, Louisiana had $700,000 confiscated during a traffic stop on Interstate 10. The driver from Los Angeles claimed he didn't know the money was there. <laughs> yeah, it's not mine. Yeah, that ain't, that ain't mine. <laughs> it's just sitting there in the back seat. <laughs> There's what? You, have, you found what? Huh? Yeah, it's not mine. Now, is it against the law to transport $700,000? Seriously. I that's mean, a good question. I mean, if you said, yes, that's my money, I'm sure they'd be suspicious, of course. But if you're wealthy, there may be times that you may transport $700,000 in your vehicle. I, I don't know. But it leads to suspicion, certainly. I mean... Now, if they didn't find any drugs or paraphernalia, I would think you don't really have probable cause as you being a seller. Right. I, I just... I don't know how they can just get you for having money in your vehicle. <laughs> it's just. So, okay, this is, I just looked up. Is okay. it against the law to transport money across the U.S.? Because <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we got to know this. <laughs> um, so carrying a large amount of okay. cash, right. with 700 grand, yeah, that, that's, that's a large amount of cash. Yeah. Um, can be suspicious to many law enforcement officers. It can result in asset forfeiture and seizure, even if you're not arrested for an offense. Now, what about now? How can they do that? Let's say it's yours, honest, you know, to goodness your money, and they seize that and take. You know, that's that doesn't seem right. I I know. Now, this guy, I'm sure something's amok when he's, he didn't know. Okay? <laughs> you don't play that card. Okay? Right. So, I, and who, I, it doesn't say where the money was in the vehicle, but um, it must have been. Okay, so here you go. If okay. This is just flights, okay? All right, here we go. Yeah, you're only allowed so much. If you're on a domestic flight in the U.S., there is no limit to the amount of cash or monetary okay. instruments that you can carry. <laughs> so you can have it strapped all over your body. Oh, yeah, okay. absolutely. <laughs> However, the TSA um, may ask a passenger who is carrying a large sum of cash to account for the money. Where'd you get that? Why do you have that? Why is it all strapped to your thighs? <laughs> I don't know why anybody would, you know, but I, I... And was this just out in plain sight in this vehicle? Like in a duffel bag in the back? You know, yeah, <laughs> because it, there would be no other reason unless, uh, you know, 
Right. Yeah, it's just probable cause to search the vehicle. So anyway, now we know what it's like to transport money. So on a domestic flight, we could have as much dough as we wanted. That's what it if says. If we could explain ourselves. Mm-hmm. Well, it's mine. <laughs> now, anyone carrying more than $10,000 must declare the amount by filing a report of international. Oh, if you're going international. Yeah, yeah. Transportation of currency or monetary. <laughs> Failure to do so can result in a penalty. If you have that much money, you know, do you do you really care? Well, I mean, <laughs> like, why? Like, what's the point, I, I though? I, I mean, seriously. Why did this guy have 700 grand? Wouldn't you be nervy? Wouldn't you be so nervy, like, everywhere you go? Well, he played it off. He didn't know it was there. Yeah, it's not mine, man. <laughs> I don't know whose this is, but it ain't mine. It's like when they pull something right out of your pocket. How'd that get there? What? What is this? <laughs> it's just, I don't know. People are silly. Here's a woman. Oh, this is a good one. A woman that paid 15 bucks, okay, $15 for over 200 gallons of gas at a gas station in Florida. What? Was later arrested for stealing gas. Police found the $15 purchase on her debit card. The diesel pump was manipulated and missing screws. <laughs> Employees said there had been thefts at the same pump five times in the past week. So fix it. <laughs> fix it. <laughs> you know, what... We don't know what's going on, man. We don't... <laughs> There's literally nothing we can do. <laughs> it's like... I don't get it. And it says she's not the only suspect. Deputies are still working to track down another guy they say was involved, too. And it's diesel? Yeah. What are you doing with that much diesel? Are you in a semi? Or like a European Mercedes? <laughs> 200 gallons. That's a lot. You know, that's, you know, basically a semi full hmm. of your, I think they're 100 gallon tanks on each side. So you get 200 wow. gallons. Yeah. So that's uh, 15 bucks. Don't you get, if you're in there, okay, are these guys that stupid? Okay, that's happened, you know. (laughs) Number one, you fix it. Or number two, aren't they out there a long time for for $15 of diesel? Well, they'd get you two gallons maybe. Because diesel costs more than regular gas. It does get, yeah, it costs way more, yeah. It's like, you know, you're out there for an hour, okay? It's like, what are you doing? But you're also talking about people that, you know, probably don't care. You know, I'm, I'm they sure. probably they don't they don't care what you're doing out there. Smithing screws. OK, so put the screws in and, and quit getting theft. It just uh, doesn't that make sense. So are they like opening up the, the thing and what are they doing? I don't know how it works. I don't either. But uh, that's a big theft there. I mean, that's. Hundreds, thousands, probably of dollars, isn't it, with diesel fuel? If you got two hundred gallons, so again, that math, I got to stay away from it. Okay, but I, you know, okay, for instance, at five dollars a gallon, I know it's not quite that much. That'd be a thousand, you know, thousand dollars. Okay. Okay. Manager said this uh, <laughs> pertaining to work. Okay, right. and a work dead zone every day, basically from now through one o'clock is my dead zone. Manager said <laughs> they were seeing a dead zone from four till six. 
because workers were signing off early before logging on again later to wrap up their work for the day. So from 4 to 6 p.m., workers used the uh, time to run errands, pick up their kids, commute home before rush hour, or use the time for leisure, including hitting the golf course. (laughs) The result is a triple peak day, they call it. Okay. In a study, Microsoft researchers found that their employees previously exhibited two productivity peaks in a day, as measured by keyboard activity, and one is at about 11 a.m., the other is at about 3. But roughly 30% of Microsoft employees in the study now had a third productive peak at about 10 p.m. What are you doing at 10 (laughs) p.m.? Is Microsoft working their people 16-hour days? All right. <laughs> well, if you're like some some people that we've read about, you're, you're having dinner at 8.30, 9 o'clock. Diabetes. Yeah. So, <laughs> How do you eat that late? I, I guess it must be your schedule. It must be. In, this, in the Midwest, okay, we're good old-fashioned Midwestern people, okay? <laughs> we're, we're blue-collar. Yes. Farm. Yes. And, you know, you eat your dinner. I, I at least prior to six in this neck of the woods, don't you? I would say I would say six thirty at the latest, right? You know, I'm more in the neighborhood of you know between four and five thirty. Well, that's but I'm the, an early. Uh, that's about the to, age you're at too. I'm a, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm. I want the early bird special. <laughs> but I got to get up early. Okay, you got the same. You got to have time to digest. Right. I'm good with, uh, you know, 5 p.m. dinner. Yeah. That's, we typically around 6. Yeah. So I, I don't know. But these dead zones, 4 to 6 p.m., does any... I mean, how late are you... What time are you going to work? What's your day? Like, yeah, what's, I mean, are you going at noon? What's your Yeah, what's your schedule look like? Because this is crazy. What's Microsoft doing to you people? And if you've got time to... Okay, so you're supposed to be working. Yeah. But it says you're running errands, picking your kids up, and commuting home. Right. Are you having somebody at work clock you out? You know, <laughs> I don't. I don't know what they're doing. Or are you supposed to like clock out and then go home and then finish your job at home? I don't know what Microsoft is uh, up to. What are they up to? I mean, seriously. And this, maybe they're a hybrid. This sounds terrible. Is what it sounds like from COVID. Maybe you know, maybe a hybrid. Oh, geez, look at the time. Oh, my gosh. Oh, we get so in, enthralled in conversation. we we got to call it a day. All right. See you tomorrow. See you. All right. This has been Tidbits with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We appreciate you listening, and we ask that you consider subscribing, leave a comment, leave a like, and thanks for stopping by. We'll talk to you again next time on Tidbits.